This is the Bible in Wenya Express, day 228. How to raise your game. Some of the world's top squash players used to practice at the club where I played. I remember well the first time I saw at close hand a high-level game. It was the son of one of our regular group of players. At the time, he was ranked number 11 in the world. He came to practice at our club with the world number two. We all watched in amazement. We'd never seen anything like it. In fact, if that was squash, what we played should have been called something else. Watching them always raised our game. Suddenly, we realized it was possible to return practically any shot your opponent could serve you, however good they were. We saw how important it was to get back to the middle of the court after each shot. We watched how deep they hit the ball. We noticed the shots they avoided playing. When we went on court after that, we astonished ourselves by how well we played. Of course, we did not play anywhere near as well as them. But inspired by their example, we played a whole lot better than usual. During my Christian life, I found the same pattern. For example, I had the privilege of working for Sandy Miller for 19 years. Through watching his life and hearing him preach, I was always inspired by his example. Even though reaching the level of those who are examples to us might not be possible, hopefully it inspires us to raise our game. A Christian is someone who believes in Jesus, puts their faith in him, knows him, and lives in Christ. It is also someone who follows his example. There is no greater example in human history than the example of Christ. Paul writes, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. From Proverbs 20 The purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. The righteous lead blameless lives, blessed are their children after them. Who can say, I have kept my heart pure, I am clean and without sin? Example of your life How you live affects others. You look to others for an example. Others look to you as an example. This happens whether you like it or not. Nowhere is this more the case than with parents and children. I've noticed how many of my father's eccentricities I seem to have picked up. Of course, parents provide examples in more serious ways too. The righteous lead blameless lives. Blessed are their children after them. Parents who live lives of integrity bring great blessing to their children. Billy Graham said, Integrity is the glue that holds your way of life together. We must constantly strive to keep our integrity intact. When wealth is lost, nothing is lost. When health is lost, something is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. You do not need to be perfect to be an example. No one apart from Jesus can say, I've kept my heart pure, I am clean and without sin. Nevertheless, we can all seek to live a life that is a good example. Parents need to demonstrate love and faithfulness to each other, treating one another with patience and respect, resolving disagreements with grace, supporting one another in hardship, and not being drawn into inappropriate relationships with other people. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. Another area where you can be an example is by drawing out other people's thoughts. The purposes of the human heart are deep waters, but those who have insight draw them out. I often think of this verse in the context of an Alpha Small Group host, drawing out the thoughts of the people in their group. This is the art of a good conversation facilitator. It's the skill of the interviewer to draw out the deep waters within the person being interviewed. It is an extremely important task for parents with their children, and it is important for friends with one another. There are great depths to every human being. 
The skill is to draw out those depths. Lord, help us to live lives that are a good example to others. Help us to demonstrate purity, faithfulness and dedication. New Testament from 1 Corinthians 10 and 11 Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks or the Church of God, even as I try to please everyone in every way. For I am not seeking my own good but the good of many, so that they may be saved. Follow my example, as I follow the example of Christ. Example of Paul People do what people see, writes John Maxwell, the leadership expert. The more followers see and hear their leader being consistent in action and word, the greater their consistency and loyalty. What they hear, they understand. What they see, they believe. Paul writes, with what might seem to be great audacity, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. The first half of that sentence is dependent on the second half. Paul's example is only worth following to the extent to which he follows Christ. He's bold enough to say and believe that he does. That in itself is a wonderful example to follow. This verse concludes a section in which he has urged the Corinthians to flee from idolatry, there to keep themselves pure as they participate in the communion service in the body and blood of Christ. This is the focus of our unity. We all partake in the one loaf. When we drink the cup of blessing, aren't we taking into ourselves the blood, the very life of Christ? And isn't it the same with the loaf of bread we break and eat? Don't we take into ourselves the body, the very life of Christ? Because there is one loaf, our manyness becomes oneness. Christ doesn't become fragmented in us. Rather, we become unified in him. We don't reduce Christ to what we are. He raises us to what he is. Even though you are free, everything is permissible. Be very careful how you act, because not everything is constructive. We want to live well, but our foremost efforts should be to help others live well. You have amazing freedom in Christ, but you are to use this freedom for the benefit of others and for the glory of God. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, Do it all for the glory of God. Everything we do must be to the glory of God. The whole aim of your life should be to use your freedom to seek God's glory and the good of others. This is how the Apostle Paul led his life, even as he tried to please everybody in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of many, so that they may be saved. This is the context in which he wrote, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Lord, thank you for the example of Jesus. 
Help me to follow your example as Paul did. Help me, Lord, in whatever I do, to do it all for the glory of God. Old Testament from 2 Chronicles 5-7 to My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, You did well to have it in your heart to build a temple for my name. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple because your son, your own flesh and blood, he's the one who will build the temple for my name. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I have succeeded David, my father, and now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised, and I have built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. Then Solomon stood on the platform and then knelt down before the whole assembly of Israel and spread out his hands towards heaven. He said, Lord, the God of Israel, there is no God like you in heaven or on earth. You who keep your covenant of love with your servants who continue wholeheartedly in your way, hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray towards this place. Hear from heaven your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good, his love endures forever. Example of leaders We're all called to be examples. However, some have a special responsibility. People of God were called to be an example to the world. They were given special blessings by God and called to be an example to other nations who would be attracted by their good reputation. As a result, people from all over the world would come to know the Lord. Jerusalem, in particular, was chosen as an example for my name. God also chose, as particular examples, David and Solomon to rule his people Israel. But other leaders also had a responsibility to lead by example. The Levites had a particular leadership role in the worship of the temple. The trumpeters and singers also had a leadership role. Solomon leads by example in worship and prayer. He knelt in full view of the whole congregation, stretched his hands to heaven and prayed. He tells others about God's greatness and worships him with thanksgiving. Solomon's prayer of dedication shows that Israel would often fail in this role. He prayed many times that God would forgive them when they turned back. After Solomon prayed, God so filled the temple that there was no room for the priests. When all Israel saw the fire fall from heaven and the glory of God fill the temple, they fell on their knees, bowed their heads and worshipped, thanking God. Today, under the new covenant, we are God's temple. As Joyce Meyer writes, God wants to display his glory in and through us as dramatically as he did in the physical temple of Solomon's day. When God's glory is manifested in your life, others will look at you and say, Wow, what a great God you serve, because the power of his goodness towards you is visibly evident to them. Lord, thank you that you want to display your glory in and through me. Please fill me today with your Holy Spirit and enable me to follow the example of Jesus and be an example to others. Pepper adds, In Proverbs 20 verse 13 it says, Do not love sleep or you will grow poor. Oh dear, I do rather love sleep. <laughs>